Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Andrew Krauss. I'm one of the co-founders here at InventRight. And we have a very special show for you. We have uh, Katie Gattaca and she is on with her coach, Courtney Laskowicz. Welcome guys. Thank you. Hi. So um, they're going to talk about licensing. They're going to talk about some of Katie's experiences and Courtney's experience helping her. Um, but I want to just start it off. Katie, why did you sign up for InventRight? What was your inventing life before you came to InventRight? And what is your inventing life now? What do you, how do you spend your, what do you spend your time thinking about? How's your mindset changed? Don't want to throw too many questions at you, but you get the idea. Yeah, I um, signed up for InventRight because I was, um, I think I stumbled upon one of your guys' many YouTube videos because I um, had this one. I mean, I've had lots of ideas, but this one in particular really, um, was just really buzzing around in my head and I felt inspired to actually do something about it. And um, I think I'd actually hired a patent attorney to kind of start down that process of like, I need to patent this, um, having no idea how to monetize it. I just felt like I needed to patent it, right? So um, started with that and then I was um, looking online about how to um, either venture it or like what to do with it to make money. Right. And came upon, um, invent, right. And like, Hey, license your ideas. And it was a foreign concept to me. I didn't know really that that was a thing. Um, but then of course just started researching and learning about what that means and what invent, right does. And it just clicked and it made so much sense, um, for me, especially knowing that I had, um, lots of ideas that just kind of like came in and out of my head all the time. Um, it just sounded like a really good fit for me. So I was excited. I signed up for the, the whole package coaching um, experience and it's been amazing. So that was actually a, a year ago. Um, so I've been working on this for a year and yeah, it takes longer than we <laughs> hope or wish it would, but still um, being persistent and um yeah, you were asking about like, what do I spend my time thinking now? Um, whereas before, like ideas would just kind of come and go because I didn't, I, you know, I wouldn't really be committed to them or think I was going to do anything with them. And now um, that I have headed down this path and I'm really enjoying it and see myself doing this for a long time because it's really fun, um, my mind is much more um, just aware of those ideas that come and uh, I'm a lot more observant in my environment or my daily, whatever, like where are the problems that I can fix? Right. <laughs> like I'm more <laughs> actively searching for those um, ideas. And I feel like a lot, you know, now that I'm registering those ideas and writing them down and some of them starting to develop a little more um, just my brain is kind of in that groove. Of, what I hear you saying yeah. is you, before you had ideas that go in and out, maybe you remember some don't, but now you're committed to taking action on ideas mm -hmm. and um, you're real yeah. about the effort it takes besides the idea too. Cause you've been making that effort. Yeah. Right. Right. Courtney, yeah. um, so. how has she been doing making the effort? How has she been doing? Yeah, she's been doing phenomenal. So I, I knew that she was going to be doing excellent um, after our first a new student call. Why? Uh, now, why? Why do you say that? What did she what did she do to make you believe she was going to be so excellent? Yeah. So uh, a lot of people who come into the program, uh, various students uh, have a lot of talk, uh, but then they don't really understand how many hours it really does take to create a really good product. 
uh, it's one to just go through the process with a product and just kind of understand the process as a whole, but to really internalize it and understand why we teach what we teach, that makes a much better product and also a better relationship with companies, with your coach, with everyone through the process. And so as we continued moving forward through it in her first membership, she really started really uh, internalizing the work. So it wasn't just like, oh, okay, yep, we're gonna do our virtual prototype and then let's go ahead and do the marketing copy and sell sheet. We spend very, very long lengths of time understanding why is there an OSBS? What is important about a one sentence benefit statement? Why do we even have one? And the more we got into this uh, rabbit hole, so to speak, of really understanding each separate step, I knew that she was really going to be here for the long haul to be a professional serial inventor. And here we are working on a lot of different products now. Katie, uh, as you know, you know Courtney well at this point. She's very thorough, isn't she? She's like... Mm. She's great. Yeah, she is. (laughs) She's she's very thorough. Um, Did you get used to the weekly? You know, because a lot of students, they say the accountability is huge. Did you get used mm. to the accountability of checking with your coach, knowing you got to get that stuff done and just, you know, doing work every week? And, you know, now you're at a point, let's talk about that in a bit, too, where you got some pretty serious interest. Looks like you might close a deal on a, we won't say, on a baby-related item. Um, but can you talk about the, the weekly work? And, you know, you, you have four kids, so you're probably pretty damn busy, but you still find time to do this. You can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I have four kids and I'm a small business owner. I'm an entrepreneur, have my own, um, physical therapy practice. I'm busy with patients. Uh, so yes, my life is very busy and, um, yeah, the accountability really is huge where I, um, you know, and I'm, I'm a very goal oriented person. So having, you know, Courtney give me clear steps. Like she, here's your action steps. This is your homework, what we're going to talk about next week. So that keeps me yeah, on track. Um, and I can certainly say that. So I paused my membership for a while cause we took like a three month vacation and I'm like, I'm going to keep up with pitching. I really was just working on that one pro- product. Um, <coughs> and I had the, you know, commitment to keep pitching at it, even though we weren't having those weekly coaching calls. And I, did a little bit, <laughs> had a little bit of movement, um, but it's night a night and day difference, right? Like trying to do that on my own versus having the accountability of the weekly calls and actually um, setting aside time in my busy schedule. You know, I have to schedule it in. Like I have to write it on my calendar from one to four o'clock this day, whatever. Um, you know, and this is what I'm doing. I'm working on my sell sheet. I am pitching to these companies. Um, like that's that's what I have to do to really stay on top of things is kind of make myself. I, a- I see a trend here. We interviewed um, Scott and his student, Brittany Courtney, this morning, and she said the same thing. She schedules it. She puts it on the calendar and she schedules it. And so that I've noticed over the last 22 years, that is uh, makes a giant difference because um, you have a business, you have kids, you're very busy. If you don't schedule it, it's going to fall by the wayside. But the combination of scheduling it and having accountability, and I'm assuming Courtney saying, here's what you need to do for your particular project. This makes sense. And not like you watch, you said you watched her videos, but you're watching a YouTube video and you're like, yeah, but does that apply to my idea? I'm not sure. You're like, sure, because Courtney told you yes. 
That's how to increase your list of companies, or that's how to change your marketing materials, or that's how to respond to a company. Is that is that true? Is that kind of am I on track there? If you're not, let me know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what came to mind as you were saying that was how um, the guidance that she gives me, you know, that's I'm sure applicable to all students, but like looking at the very specific thing that I'm struggling with is, you know, like getting into companies um, and talking about the other tactics that we can use that I hadn't tried. And, um, you know, there's a lot of creativity that goes into that process as far as like finding all of the back doors and the windows and going through the chimney and like how to get into <laughs> that I couldn't think of on my own. And Courtney is, you know, um, just giving me this other perspective. Well, have you thought of this? And, uh, oh no, I didn't think to get into that particular company in this particular way and circling back and, and trying that again and actually getting in. And, um, so yeah, like giving those uh, really, um, like curated individualized, um, pieces of, of guidance. Yeah. Courtney would, I, I like to say what we do is experiential learning. You're, you're it's like, it's like learning a trade almost like learning to be a plumber or a programmer. You got to do it to learn it. Um, would you say that's accurate? Oh yeah. That's incredibly accurate. Uh, definitely. Uh, you, there's one theoretical of like, okay, you know, we're going to learn how to do this. Like you, you get the, the basic template of what we're doing here, but then yeah. actually going ahead and, and utilizing it with your product. It's now from, from theoretical to actual, it's incredibly different. And that's, a a big thing that I wish uh, other classes did as well, like in universities, that they should have more experiential learning, more types of workshops, because when you actually get into it, one, there's a good chance you'll forget all of the theoretical parts of it when you're actually doing it. Uh, but two, it makes it so much more real and it's also very scenario based. So just because as we were just mentioning, it works really well for this one particular product we're working on, as soon as we start working on a whole something else, those rules may not apply at all. They may apply 25%. But if you're just looking at it and just assuming that those rules would mm. always apply to the next one, that's where it gets really difficult. And you go in all these different paths that you really shouldn't. You're just wasting time and energy and money. And that's why I personally loved when I had a coach where I didn't have to worry about that. Is this really the right way to go? Right. I don't have to make that call. My coach is there to make that call because when a coach and student have that kind of relationship, there's a broader perspective that is happening. Katie's in the game. We're in the game too, but we're her, her, I'm her coach. So she's, you know, in the, the nitty gritty, you know, she's in the submarine looking around trying to figure out where to go next. I'm on land seeing that submarine with a much broader perspective, helping her navigate in the blind spots that she couldn't see anyways. Yeah, that's cool. I'm not sure what submarine you have a, micro, um, a magnifying glass with, but I like it. It's good. I'm just being silly. It's just um, the scope that they have. It's yeah. through. Katie, do you think after some point, I mean, the, the bigger picture for our students is to give them enough real-life experiential learning that at some point you say, I get it. I don't need you guys anymore. I'll come back if I get myself in over my head, difficult deal, what have you. But you think you can get yourself there at some point? It seems like you're doing pretty great. You got a really good deal on the table, according to Courtney. So, um, someday, not in the not in the near future. <laughs> I still need you, Courtney. <laughs> um, That's nice. Yeah, like having, having gone through the whole um, 
right? Like the process of negotiating and signing right. a contract. That's, that's hopefully on the horizon. Um, but yeah, with more experience and doing this a couple more times. Uh, now yeah, you I you said so. You're you're a business owner and you got four kids, and you say you're goal oriented, and I think you said you're action oriented. But let's say if somebody was, can you help somebody out that's watching? And they're just creative. They're not typically always as goal-oriented, maybe a little ADHD, a little all over the place. A lot of inventors are. And maybe not always as action-oriented as they should be. What would you say to that person? Because the other people are like, oh, I identify with her. Okay, good. I'll just get a coach and I'm good. But for for those folks that are a little less action-oriented or goal-oriented, and they just like being creative but don't like doing the drudgery that we teach you to do because it's not – Everything we teach you to do is as much fun as inventing, right? I mean, it's just not. Right. It's okay. Um, what would what advice would you give that person? It's kind of a tough question to be asking you. Um, just do it. Yeah. Just become action oriented or whatever. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know what the answer is really, except get a yeah, coach. Uh, but I mean, I would ask that person what their um, what their vision is and what their desires are. Like with that creativity, like if it's just they're just enjoying their creativity for the sake of enjoying it. And they don't necessarily want to like turn it into, you know, a, a career or monetize it, then, then fine. Like just go have fun and do what you're going to do. But yeah. if it's something where they're um, wanting to turn that creativity into something, um, mm-hmm. then like even, I think it's even more important. Like it's 10 times more important to get a coach and have that guidance about how to do, how to, set yourself goals. Like I, you know, I, I'm goal oriented. I'm just constant. That's just what I do is I set myself goals. I'm pretty ambitious. I'm pretty self-motivated. Um, and that's just who I am. So if we're talking to someone who's doesn't identify with that and like needs that external structure and motivation and like, here's, here's the goal that you need to be working towards, then yeah, like 10 times more important to get a coach who can Mm. help you do that. Have you found that to be true, Courtney? It's even oh, more absolutely. important for the people that have a, I don't want to be using that term, but you know, I mean, people are a little, some creative people are a little all over the place and they need help getting focused um, and they need action steps. And even, you know, Katie needs something different. She, she's action oriented, but she was assuming like her first action was to get a patent like a lot of people do. And hopefully we saved you from that. And patent attorneys don't like us for that, I think. Um, <laughs> and we saved her from that, but but once she she wants the steps, she wants the specific advice. But some people need more than that. They need they need really. I'm assuming even though she's actually oriented, she still needs encouragement and and guidance, and she still needs accountability. You know, because she said when she took a break, even though she's action oriented and goal oriented, the accountability still made a difference for her. You know, whereas if somebody isn't, like she said, you need it like ten times more. What are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. And one thing that I love to say about that is one of my favorite parts of me being a coach is not the knowledge that I'm actually imparting on my students. It has nothing to do with that. It's actually the soft skills. So mm. many of my students come back after they've taken the program and contact me and say, our journey was so empowering. It's not the knowledge that they're coming back and say, oh, I'm so glad I know how to do a self sheet. That's that's what you get. That's a big part. You know, you learn the process. That is yeah. going to happen. But those soft skills on how to set goals, how to be action-oriented, how to find time in your schedule, 
different ways to pitch based on you're working, you know, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. So you can't do phone calls. How do we do phone calls then? All of those like nitty gritty soft skill type things are hard. It's hard to learn without uh, someone to guide you through that. And one of my favorite things, because it really changes the person of who they are internally, not just the knowledge that they're learning, but who they are and how they go about life moving forward. That's so exciting for me as a coach to see that transformation. They come in for licensing, but they leave with a whole different person full of empowerment. We've had like engineers that are terrified of making a phone call. And some of them actually said, I like it now. Some others said, I don't like it, but I I don't hesitate to do it. I just do it. Um, but I think, you know, even though Katie's goal and action oriented, now she knows the specifics of how to be goal and action oriented for licensing. Cause it's like different and she, there's specific. So she kind of like, it's like a mindset thing. What are my goals? Is. What is, what's, what's normal? Like where sometimes inventors will freak out about something that happens and they're like, Oh, this isn't going to work because of this. And you're like, no, this is how you need to think about it. So it's a lot of mindset stuff. Is that true, Katie? Are you, are you starting to get the feel for it? Like things don't upset you so much anymore. You just kind of like mm-hmm. know the flow. And, well, especially right now, since you've got some pretty serious interests, that probably feels good. You probably there's probably still a little bit of doubt in your mind, and now you're you're like, mm, okay, it's 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 paying off. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Being on the verge of that is really exciting. Um, but the doubt is still there. It's like, oh, what if it falls through? Um, it can. Yeah, absolutely. it can. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's like, <laughs> got to keep pitching to other companies and that, you know, not falling into that mindset uh, pitfall, I guess, of like, oh, I have interest. I can stop pitching. Um, you know, your coach is there to say like, no, keep pitching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do that a lot. And, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're saying things that, that get upsetting, um, you know, thinking back to the first um, outreach and you're nervous and whatever phone calls and and you're like, I don't want to bug people too much. I don't want to be a, obnoxious or they said no. Oh, they hate my idea. Just all of the like disappointment that can be experienced with those kinds of um, things happening. Now it's yeah, it's it's just. That's would she would she talk like, to you about that, Courtney? And you'd say no, you know, and you'd just talk about it because it it is kind of like it is a little emo. It's emotional. It's a feelings. It's a, and I think when we don't acknowledge the emotional aspect of licensing and the feelings people have, you know, that's a very important part of of being a coach, don't you think, Courtney? And sometimes people don't want to acknowledge it themselves. They don't want to very admit true. it, and you, you like pull it out of them, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm a little upset about that. I was like, great, let's talk about it. Okay, let's move on. You know? It is, and the more vulnerable we can be on those kinds of calls, it's incredibly important mm. because then we can have a conversation about it, uh, and that's how we can push through it. And I'm on the journey with them, so I'm. How I see it is, I'm not just the cheerleader saying like, "Go, oh, you can do this." I yeah. feel like I'm I'm running with you. I I feel the pain because, of course, I have done it for six years. I do it every single day with my products and helping my students. And so when she or any of my students are upset as, as for a no, like, gosh, that, that would hurt. Like they really didn't like it. I feel it too. It does hurt. It, it does. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of empathy exchange that's happening in our conversations. And the first part of that is just saying it, like raise your hand. Hey, that, that hurt. Like, can we just talk well, about that? 
And because because you've been through it, it's really true empathy and understanding they can share with their spouse or family member, but they don't really understand what the inventor is going through. So is that a little helpful too, Katie, at times? or? Yeah, and I was going to say the perspective shifts too that your coach can provide you where um, Courtney and I had the conversation about like getting 99 no's um, and like that's your goal. Like go get them. Go collect no's. You need 99 of them before you're, you know, the 100th one's going to be a yes or something like that. And so it goes from a disappointment to, oh, I'm like progressing toward my goal. It's another no. Check. All right. I'm moving on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, really cool. Super helpful. Do you, last yeah. question, do you feel like you can say anything to Courtney? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We, yes, we, I, yeah, vent about my life's struggles <laughs> and problems. And <laughs> That's, cool. That's cool. Yeah, I meant that. And also just any frustration about licensing too. And that, I think that's important. Yeah. If you have full trust in somebody, then um, it means a lot, I think. It really does. Because you are really putting yourself out there. You know, you, a lot of people, you know, they've just been dreaming up ideas forever. And now you're going to finally put yourself out there and do this work, all this stuff you've never done before. And, you know, you're, you're doing good now, but I'm sure at the beginning you had a lot of those feelings. A lot of people do. So, um, guys, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Katie, fantastic. You live up there in Alaska, right? Um, I do, yeah. So that's pretty cool. You're you're like one hour behind us. You're slack. You're slacking. You're like an hour behind even us and on the West Coast here. Um, and but anyway, so that's fantastic. Uh, uh, if you're ever in, ever in Las Vegas and you ever want to drop by the house, you're welcome to. Uh, you did you did you guys you guys haven't met in person, but you guys feel like you know each other anyway, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Courtney, anything you want to say in closing? Then we'll call it a an interview. Yeah, no, I I think this was was wonderful. I appreciate Katie you you being honest uh, and, and vulnerable on this call as well, discussing with their audience here what happens yeah. in a coach and student relationship, and you know the the balance and the back and forth, and you being busy like that's difficult thing. That's not just a let's have one call about it and you know everything will be fine. No, this is like a long term work in progress, months of of months of changing the schedule to make it work. So I just want to take a moment to commend you for how successful you have been with just accomplishing the things that I recommend you doing uh, is very inspiring. And I, I definitely look up to you in that respect. Oh, thanks, Courtney. What and has it, happened without you? So. It, it really means a lot to people. Is, is somebody watching YouTube and they're just stumbling across this? And, you know, it's real, you know, because you aren't, where they are that long ago and now you're getting close to closing your first deal so thank you for taking your time thank you for sharing your personal story and i want to remind everybody to take care keep inventing and we'll catch up with you guys next time see ya bye, bye.